A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. This is Derek of the Work-Life Imbalance Podcast bringing you a special collection of spooky stories by our all-the-horror friends about the scariest thing that has ever happened to them. I'll start off with mine. When I was about 12 or 13, my father and I would go deer hunting. We didn't have a lot of money, so instead of hunting clubs and shooting houses, we spent most of our time in the Okmulgee National Forest. There weren't a lot of trails or green fields, or anything that constituted regular hunting grounds. So most of our time was spent walking from ridge to holler, looking for signs of deer. Whenever we would find those deer, we would mark them on our map. One such area was at the top of a large ridge that was overlooking a large pine forest and a small clearing about 200 yards away. One afternoon, my father and I decided to split up and he would walk a half mile away to overlook a different ridge. So I grabbed my rifle and my tree stand and I headed up the tree. The afternoon and early evening passed uneventfully. I spent the time daydreaming and enjoying nature. As the evening wore to a close, the dying rays of the sun were swallowed by the twilight. Now this part of twilight has a way of playing tricks on a person. It's too dark for your regular eyes to see much, but it's still too light for your night vision to kick in. Often the swaying of a branch or blades of grass moving in the wind take on a wholly supernatural appearance. This was certainly happening that evening. I didn't think much of it, as this had happened on dozens of evenings before, but this time would turn out different. Just before the last of the light had faded, I saw something move into the clearing at the bottom of the ridge. At first I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me, but then it began to walk around the clearing. Now, the deep forests of Alabama sometimes will have creatures such as coyotes, maybe the occasional bear. Very rarely do you hear any telling of wolves or any such creatures, possibly some mountain lions or wildcats, things of that nature. But what walked into the clearing looked like none of those things. From my distant perspective, it looked like a canine creature walking on all fours, and my best guess is that it had to be four to five feet in height. Now, if it were a wolf, that is definitely in the realm of possibility. But the creature that I saw was not a wolf. It had a thin body and a head that was on the small side. But the remarkable thing about this creature were its legs. Its legs easily made up 70% of its height. Its appearance was gaunt and was unlike any creature I had seen before. I began to feel a very eerie feeling while looking at this creature. In order to get a better view, I held my rifle up and looked down the scope. Unfortunately, the creature had moved to where all I saw was it entering the brush in my direction. I can certainly say that seeing this creature disappear into the brush coming towards me was possibly the last thing I wanted to see at that time. I sat as still as I possibly could. I was still a couple dozen feet up in a tree, but that was not a lot of solace as twilight turned to complete darkness. I desperately tried to tune my ears to the sounds of the forest, willing myself to breathe quieter. I sat there in complete silence for what felt like hours, but it couldn't have been more than five minutes. 
and slowly I heard the soft, padding footsteps of a creature. It was moving almost directly beneath me. I grasped my flashlight as tight as I possibly could, but I couldn't bear to turn it on. Whatever was at the base of this tree, I knew that I didn't want to see it. Thirty feet below me, the soft padding turned to scratching, and I realized the creature was then scratching the tree that I was in. I had no clue what to do. I didn't know if this creature could climb. I didn't know if the creature meant me harm, but in the pitch black, I couldn't imagine it would want to do anything else. I held the flashlight to my chest, my knuckles and hands going completely numb from how tight my grip had become. The creature scratched and scratched, and I felt like it would go on forever. But then, out of the silence, I heard a squawk. It was my walkie-talkie. It was my father saying he was coming to get me. I didn't know if I should tell him. I didn't know what to say. I told him I'd be waiting for him at the base of the tree, not yet knowing whether or not that was a lie. I turned off the walkie-talkie and once again willed my body to be as quiet as I possibly could. I listened intently, but I no longer heard the scratching. I listened for another two, three, four minutes, and still I heard no sign of the creature. I knew I had to be sure, so I held the flashlight in both of my shaking hands, leaned over the railing of the tree stand, pointed my flashlight at the ground, and turned it on. There was nothing there. I could see scratches in the dirt and on the base of the tree, but the creature had gone. Maybe it had just given up, or maybe the squawk of the walkie-talkie had scared it off. Either way, I couldn't see it. It was gone. I turned my walkie-talkie back on, to the sound of my dad saying that he was almost there. I secured my rifle and my flashlight, and nervously, anxiously, began to climb back down the tree. I made it to the ground, and I pressed my back against the tree, listening as hard as I could. In the distance, I heard the crunching of leaves, and it was coming towards me. I had no clue what to do. My rifle was useless. I couldn't shoot what I couldn't see, so I waited. 10, 15, 30 seconds passed, and the footfalls kept getting closer. As I thought my heart was about to explode from terror, I saw the beam of a flashlight. My dad was there to get me. I broke down my tree stand, slung it on my back, grabbed my rifle and my flashlight, and made a beeline for him. I didn't want him to know how scared I had gotten. I didn't want him to think I couldn't handle myself in the woods. So I said nothing, told him I hadn't seen any deer, and we walked back to the truck. We went home and I never said anything about that night. Never told anyone about the creature that I saw in the woods. With its long legs, its gaunt appearance, I didn't know what to tell him it was. Some weeks pass, and my father and I are, are planning another hunting trip. We were looking at the map, at all the places that we had marked, and I knew which spot I certainly did not want to go to. I avoided hunting that ridge for the rest of the season. We did walk by it one day, and the claw marks from that night were still there. My father laughed and said, Boy, whatever did that really wanted what was in the tree. But what he didn't know was what was in the tree was me. And with my tale done, we'll move on to our wonderful friends at the Posada Geek Podcast, Stork and Peacock. Hey, Frank and Derek, it's Stork and Peacock. Hello. From the Basada Geek Podcast. And we are here to tell you, to uh, frighten you, perhaps, with our mm. scariest things that happen to us stories. Yes. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. Well, picture it. 1996-ish. <laughs> a bunch of young lads are thinking, hey... We heard about a uh, a lady from school 
Mm-hmm. And this is high school. We're, you know, teenagers. Yeah. I'm 14-ish. And uh, there's a sleepover. So, hey, that sounds like something we would be interested in. So let's go uh, to this house out in the woods. Wait, what about the lady? It's a It's a girl. You it's heard a, about a, a girl at a sleep that was having a sleepover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was confused. I, well, yeah, as, as well you should be. Yes. So <laughs> we were like, hey, let's go uh, check out these uh, broads having a sleepover. Okay. <laughs> these 14 year olds. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, you know, we're all the same age. No, I get it. I get <laughs> okay. it. I get it. <laughs> I don't want to sound creepy. Uh, well, you're okay. Uh, it will get creepy, but okay. in a different way. <laughs> So we go in this, and this is like a ritzy house, and it's kind of like a mile-long driveway, and it goes out into the woods, but we have a secret little path we can go. Well, it's not secret. It's just like path (laughs) into the woods. I don't want to make it sound like we're really creepy. (laughs) It's creepy. We know where this uh, sleepover is happening. Yes. So we're going there, and we're in the woods, and we're kind of spying on the house, you know, just ha-ha-ha, fun, waiting for a impromptu pillow fight to break out (laughs) which never happens i'm sure okay if you say so it doesn't happen (laughs) naked naked pillow fighting doesn't no no not i've never been to a sleepover where naked pillow fighting happened well little did we know that wouldn't happen but anyway we were out there and uh i don't know we were just like messing around like hey well maybe scare them or something like that or you know just spy on them whatever like uh probably six of us so we're out there and all of a sudden, the one kid, the dumb kid, I'll say, okay, <laughs> taps me on the floor. He's like, "Is that a UNFO?" Yes, he said UNFO. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reiterate, he was the dumb kid. Yes, uh, and uh, I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about, you idiot?" <laughs> uh, but you know, he's he's tugging on my shoulder and pointing. So I look up, and sure enough, there is a uh, light in the sky. A, a fire in the sky, I a may say. A UNFO. A UNFO, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I am like, hmm, that's odd. So there's this thing in the sky, and and he's freaking out, and now he's scaring. You know, it's dark, it's night, and I'm getting a little petrified as well <laughs> at this point. And our other friends are scattered, and, and uh, we go to them and say, look at that. What is that? So we're, we all see this. There's a group of us. I'm, I'm not the crazy one. I'm not just some crazy guy. And uh, it's a a football-shaped object in the sky, lit up. You can you can tell it's it's up there. And we're looking at it, and it uh takes a sharp, I don't know, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it zooms off to the left quickly, and we are freaked out. So we run. <laughs> And we run away, and we go up to our neighborhood, which is not far away. We all live in the same place, and we are freaked out, and we're discussing it amongst ourselves, like, what did we just see? Was that real? Did we really all see the same thing? And uh, we go to one of our our friend's parents' house, and we we talk to them about it, and we tell them what they saw, and and one of them looks up, like, somewhere to report it, and he called in and reported it. (laughs) So... Um, that night there were several sightings throughout the county of this object. And, uh, of course it was dismissed as a weather balloon, but I will <laughs> say to you that no weather balloon <laughs> moves uh, fast like that. It was something that, uh, 
it was definitely an unidentified flying object. I'm not saying it's aliens. But. But it was aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what it was, but it was something like I've never seen before or since. And uh, it was pretty terrifying being out in the woods, a wooded area alone. Yeah, I can see uh, that. You know, not alone alone, but uh, with uh, just a group of, you know, other young teenage chaps and seeing this thing mm-hmm. and not knowing what the hell it was. But that was probably the most supernatural, paranormal type thing I've ever been a part of. So mm-hmm. there you go. How about you, Peacock? <laughs> My story's not as good. <laughs> it seldom is, but go ahead. Nor don't don't as sell yourself short. Terrifying. Wait till you hear what I saw. What you got? <laughs> well, I was sleeping. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, when you're sleeping and you like kind of wake up, but mm-hmm. you're not like totally night terrors. Woken up. That happens to me sometimes. Okay. Not so much lately. Used to happen more. And <laughs> I saw a ghost. <laughs> Was this in this house that we're living in? Nope. Oh, this is the other story. <laughs> <laughs> this one's even better. It was. You won't believe what kind of a ghost I saw. This was in our apartment. Yeah. Okay. I was a haunted apartment. Yeah. It was. Apparently. A, not only was it a ghost, but it was strike one. That's pretty scary. Also, yeah, an alien ghost. A ghost of an alien. That is terrifying. But also, this Two. alien was a Nazi. <laughs> so we've got an alien ghost Nazi on our hands. I would. I like to call him the Nazi alien ghost. Okay. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> I did. I hope he didn't follow this. him here. Us here. I know. I. I haven't seen him since. <laughs> Thank God. But all I can surmise yes. is that this alien landed in Nazi Germany. In Nazi Germany. <laughs> and died. And became an alien. <laughs> or became a Nazi, sorry. And then okay. moved to the <laughs> he, Pits- he agreed with their political yeah, yeah, he did. preferences. And he moved to an apartment in the Pittsburgh area. Escaping uh Nazi hunters. Yeah, maybe perhaps. Or alien hunters. Maybe per- both. I mean he's got both to okay. worry about. Yeah, that's true. And then he died. And then he haunted, and haunted my dreams. Our one apartment, <laughs> and I never saw him. No, I never had. Propaganda. That is true. I did actually have that nightmare, and did actually see. Yeah, I think that's just a bad dream. I don't think that qualifies for this discussion. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't because I don't have anything else. I did see. I thought I saw a ghost of an old lady. That one freaked me out. <laughs> because it was right after we moved into our house. Yeah, I think it's just anxiety from moving, though. Yeah, but I think an old lady, the previous owner of this house, may have died in the house. Yeah, it's I a agree. possibility. I think that's true. And uh, that scared me because you were freaked out and woke me up and were like, "There's an old lady in the corner." <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, that's not something you want to really wake up to at 2 I really thought I did see that. I really thought I saw that. So, but I, I do think yeah. it could have just been a dream because I see a lot of weird... This is, you know, I saw a Nazi alien ghost. Yeah. Which I was convinced was Can you for describe a moment, the Nazi alien ghost? Yeah, yeah. It was like... It looked like the gray aliens with the big eye, the big black eyes, right, you know? Right, right. But okay. it's floaty. Okay, so... It was, and, okay. you know, like, you 
irid- you could see through it. Or iridescent? Is that Isn't, where you're going for? That's not the right word. But you know what I mean? Ever- like. Effervescent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Like a Schweppes? No, no. Like, you know, it wasn't solid. Yeah, okay. I could see through it. Yes. And it had a swastika on its forehead. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it was a Charlie Manson <laughs> alien. Okay, maybe. Ghost. But it was an alien. It was clearly an alien. <laughs> swastika on its forehead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, do what you will with this. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That's all I got. I know. Oh, is that who this is? I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have, though. Frank, I apologize. Derek, I hope you liked it. <clears throat> um, this is Stork and Peacock signing off. And keep on scaring. <laughs> that's awful. Don't say that. Can you cut that out? No. You can't say that. I have to come up with a stupid no, lie at the don't. end of these. You don't. You just I? have to say, thanks for letting us share our stories. Keep bye. On no, you just say bye. <laughs> All right. Thanks for letting us share our stories. <laughs> share our stories. <laughs> and for Stork and Peacock. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and keep on scaring. You're the worst. What a couple of wonderful stories. From strange, unidentified lights in the night sky to Nazi alien ghosts. Who could want anything more? And yes, Stork, we will indeed keep on scaring. Our next stories come from the two girls on a bench, Trisha and Shauna. Let's hear what keeps them up at night. Hi, this is Shauna. And this is Trisha. And this is two girls on a bench. Visiting to talk about scary experiences. (laughs) Scary experiences. As part of um, all the horror, we are... Coming on to talk about <laughs> scary stuff, <laughs> which is scary by itself. I know. You know what's scary, really scary how random to me? We are. <laughs> what? Just a bunch of dirty dishes in the sink. It's pretty much it the scariest me. thing that ever no. happens. You know what's worse? No. Baskets of laundry oh, that yes. you fold, empty, and then a week later, there they are again. Oh my God. You know what else is scary? <laughs> I washed a bunch of like blankets and towels and I left it in the wash for like two oh, days. Oh no, forgot to. Yeah, it <laughs> smelled horrible. And that is a scary smell. That's horrible. You know what's really scary? A rat died in our backyard Ew. and my husband picked it up with a shovel and put it in the regular trash can. Yeah, that's like what you do, I guess. Okay, but then I open the trash and <laughs> empty the trash and you know that smell? Uh, that was fucking scary. Dead animal smell oh. is not good. Are we not supposed to swear? I don't know, but oops, sorry. Sorry, you guys can bleep that out. Cut that. Okay, so mm-hmm. any other scary stories that are probably, I think they were probably looking for more of a supernatural twist since this October. Um, Like supernatural. Okay, this is going to sound like I'm haunted or something, but it's probably one of those things that can I'm be explained haunted. by science or brain <laughs> stuff or whatever. But like I have had this thing where like I... It's it's that waking when you're between waking and sleeping and you sort of like you can either it's that's what I'm saying it's probably explained somehow by science but like and you feel maybe there's something around mm-hmm. and like yeah. I've and I've heard like like I hear like voices but ah. they're not like hello Shauna it's not like clear <laughs> it's just like 
like that kind of stuff. It's super scary. Okay, that's weird. When I am stressed out and I fall asleep, I have this dream where I'm in like a very bright place and there's just like shadow things and the noise they make is... Yeah. I can never understand what they're saying and uh, I've had that since I was a kid. Like I, I when I napped, yeah. I remember being mad about having to nap and having that dream like a couple times. That's scary. That is, I'm like scared now. That like scared me a little bit. The bright light scared me because it gives me migraines. It's like a bright <laughs> white room. You know what I mean? Where you can't like tell the difference between like if there's walls or floor. It's just all like a, like a photo box like that. Like you're inside a photo box. That's or really a light box. scary. You never told me that before. I just thought of it when you went. <laughs> I was like, I know that. You noise. know what's scary? That sound. That sound is horrible. <laughs> You know, scary little white girls that go, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know what else is also scary? Well, I have a lot of scary dreams. Like, I have yeah, dreams that I get shot a lot. All the time. Chased, shot. It's horrible. Chased and shot some more. No, I've Fall- never, I, I don't think I've ever been shot. I about falling off, like, waterfalls and oh, stuff. Oh, God. I know. It's, it's horrible. I have a lot of scary dreams. They're not, like, haunted, but they're scary. Yeah. And then I'll, like, wake myself up. should write that shit down. We should write about that. I know. Yeah, we should maybe. It might re-scare us, but (laughs) that's okay, I guess. I had a dream or something when I was younger. Um, I was probably, like, a teenager, like, 13. And I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I couldn't move. It was, like, that um, night. What do you call it? Where you're frozen? Paralysis. Paralysis. Yeah, like sleep paralysis. Alien abduction. Yeah. And there was a shadow in the doorway and I couldn't sit up. Was it a little green man? It was black. It was shadow. Oh, it wasn't. It was a shadow person. Now I know about that because of like shadow people. Other supernatural paranormal was it shows. like a gray alien, but in the shadows. I no. want it to be an alien. It was so that bad alien right from that one show where she's like, don't get weird. It was like a lizard man. Oh, that show's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Anyways, I don't know the name of it right now. People of Earth. People of Earth. Good show. So anyways, uh, yeah, I just remember not being able to move and there being a shadow and being really scared and not being able to sit up. And then the shadow came closer and like I was just like laying there. This was a dream or you woke up and this happened? I don't know. I know. <laughs> That's scary. Once when, again, you've never told me it was this. Just I've known one, you so long. I feel like it's I weird. did. It really? was just, I felt I really heavy. And it was that feeling where you're, you're, you're frozen, but you are, you feel like you're awake and you're aware of what's going on. And you now, can see stuff. I don't remember what happened after that. I probably got abducted, probably got probed. I don't know. <laughs> but I, you know, whatever, went along my 13 year old way and was fine. It just chalked it up to being a weird dream. But yeah. It is weird when you read things now or we talk about different experiences with sleep. Like, what was that? That's pretty Supernatural. Scary. I don't You might have been something happened to you. I'm, I've been abduction. experimented on and that's why I'm so awesome now. Yay. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Keep um, being scared. Keep being scared on the bench. Hashtag all the horror. Bye. Ah, yes, ladies. Household disarray. Dirty dishes, dirty laundry. The greasy pan collecting dust in a sink. Nothing can be more terrifying. Except for possibly experiencing terrors and hallucinations during sleep paralysis. And you can be sure after that we will indeed keep being scared, especially while on the bench. Our final story comes from our friends at the Invasion of the Remake podcast. Jay, Trish, and Sam.
invasion of the remake. Please stand by for further instructions. Good evening. Today's tantalizing tale of terror we like to call The Hanged Man. I am your host, Trish. Enjoy the shivers. So one summer, we were invited to a fireworks party. Just in case you didn't know, we live in Calgary. We have this thing called the Calgary Stampede. And every night, at the end of this grandstand show, they have a fireworks. And on the last Saturday of the event, a friend of ours had a house that overlooked the event grounds. So he'd have a party every year. And Jay and I were invited, along with Jay's girlfriend, to attend this fireworks party. It's up on a hill. It's one of the oldest neighborhoods in the city. And there's a lot of very old houses up there. And... We were up there walking up there because you're not allowed to park up there during the Stampede Week because of the fireworks. It had a great view. So everybody had to walk up. So we walked up the hill and we're walking past this house. And as we're walking past the house, I comment that that is a really neat looking house. Yeah, in an Amityville horror kind of way. And it's definitely an older home and it was boarded up. That just like you see in the movies, there was obviously nobody living there. As we walked past it, we're like, wow, that felt really different when we walked past that house. There was a feeling that there's something not quite right about the house and we were like well it's because it's abandoned it just it feels unoccupied it feels lonely that's so it doesn't feel right because there's nobody living there and then we have, have a great time at the party yeah, it was a it was a really great party yeah it was a really fun time now i need to set up a little bit about my girlfriend at this time she was what i call gifted she could see into the spiritual realm physically with her eyes she would oftentimes hit me on the shoulder and go do you see that person waiting for the yes or the no because she had trouble discerning which was which she could see auras she could even sometimes get feelings off thoughts which made our arguments really awkward if i didn't want to have that fight on this day when we were at this party she started noticing what i would call these light tentacles or tendrils that were coming in fairly late in the evening. We'd been there for quite a while. Everybody had a few drinks, and it's kind of taking energy off of people, and you can kind of see this light going through. Now, being around somebody with this kind of gifts kind of opens up your mind's eye as well. So if she tells me to focus, I know to kind of fill the photograph that's in my mind that I'm seeing with my eyes, and let my head fill in the rest to see what she's seeing, because I can't see that way. And I could see what was happening based on what she told me, and I would describe what, like, this is what I'm seeing. She was like, just open up your mind and tell me what you see, because she would never lead with that. And I've never really achieved that skill, so I, I couldn't see, but I did notice, like, not five minutes after the fireworks had sort of ended, that the energy level in the building dropped. It's like everybody just flattened right out. And nobody was in a good mood anymore. And this was really the people that we had noticed being touched by this light. The mood was changing and angry voices were starting to rise. That was kind of our cue that maybe it's time to go before things really change here. Yeah, we, were just, we weren't comfortable anymore. It was very, yeah. and it was very instantaneous almost. Yeah, it went from fun to mm, this something's bad's about to happen. Yeah, so we found each other and we packed up and left. Right? And I've kind of blocked out part of this from my mind, to be honest with you. We were walking back down, we we're walking past that house. And I remember stopping there briefly. 
And I remember your girlfriend just looking at the house and then going. She doesn't say anything, just going. Yeah. And then this is where I can't remember exactly what happened. I just remember being absolutely fucking terrified and running. Like, I just ran. And then there's me. I'm kind of standing, what is with you guys? And that's where I open up my mind again. And what my girlfriend had seen was this spirit from the house. And as she described it to me later on, she saw this man, uh, maybe more of a boy, like in the kind of in that middle. I remember her describing it as a boy. Yeah. And initially just looked like a spirit, but floating. And then it was the body started moving unnaturally, like it had no skeletal structure and was moving in the wind, like almost like a snake the way the body was undulating and moving and yeah that would freak out anybody now initially i didn't feel anything and then when i did the effect was immediate you could feel the cold suddenly come over you this chill that got right into your bones and it was a fight or flight experience and i felt both at the same time but how do you fight something you can't even see Exactly. So, so and I responded off. with flight, obviously, yeah. as, as I mentioned, I ran. And then I followed fairly quickly after you. Yes. And I remember your girlfriend saying later on, after things that had ended, that she could actually see our spirits trying to catch up with us. <laughs> <laughs> like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. She, she was laughing about it. Yeah. Afterwards. As we're going down this hill, as this thing is following us, because it's taken energy from this other party. So now it's kind of moving beyond its normal barriers. And it's following us, and she's telling us to put up mental walls to block this thing. And there are other parties going on. And as we're passing the parties, the frivolity, you could hear it as you're coming up to them. And as we passed it, the frivolity turned into it just arguments. Stop. It would either stop or turn into actual arguments and yelling almost immediately. It was everything we passed. Yeah, it literally, in a way, and it was everything we passed because we passed two or three different parties where people are outside on their decks having a good old time and that good time came to a very very abrupt end so we knew there was something some kind of energy that was following us that was not good exactly and by the time we reached the bottom of the hill it seemed to have found somebody else to pick on though because we we couldn't feel that sense that something was still with us yeah we were too difficult Yes. I think to catch. Well, well yeah, I, I think that your girlfriend had a lot to do with that. So when we finally reached the bottom of the hill, we're thinking, well, we're free and clear. And we thought we were, but we were almost at the car. And when we run into this woman who's clearly a lady of the night, and she is really amped up and stressed and freaking out a little bit. She runs up to us and asks if anybody has change for a dollar. So I'm like, well, I have some change. Let me see if I have enough. Because she, she was clearly freaked out. She obviously need money for a phone call or something. So I reach in my pocket and I find all the change I have, which has worked out to be 35 cents, which is about the amount of a phone call. So she drops the loon in my hand, grabs my 35 cents and leaves. And we're like, well, that was weird. But it clearly, as, as we thought about it, we realized it was an effect of whatever was happening up on that hill. So we get into the car and we're driving home and we're all really cold. Like we just feel a chill and shook and it's just, we're, we just don't feel right. So we all finally get to my house, turn on the fireplace grab all the couch blankets and we all bundle up and we're sitting there recounting what we'd experienced and trying to understand what we'd experienced and it was probably two hours maybe three hours before we finally got comfortable and and warm and stuff like that and then I think it was Jay 
who said, Do you realize you just made money off a prostitute? So, if you see spirits after imbibing in spirits, <laughs> are they real or are they simply a delusion of your mind? Or the hanged man? You can find Evasion of the Remake on all your favorite podcast providers. Oh my goodness. I almost thought that it was a copyrighted HBO show. And what's spookier than copyright infringement? But yes, that tale of fireworks and spooky spiritual specters will certainly keep me up at night. And the next time you three invite me to a party, I am going to decline. And thus concludes our special presentation of spooky delights and frightful tales. An enormous thank you to our friends at Two Girls on a Bench, The Besotted Geek, and Invasion of the Remake. And if any of those podcasts are new to you, please look for them in your favorite podcatcher. Make sure to follow at allthehorror18 on Twitter or search for the hashtag allthehorror so you don't miss a single moment of terror. You can, you can also visit bit.ly forward slash allthehorror for a cheat sheet with links to all the episodes so far. This has been a spooky presentation of the Work Life Imbalance podcast. I'm Derek Lewis, and with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you.